Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of friends have a drink and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben and today I'm drinking a Blue Moon. Today joining me we have... I'm Mike. I was drinking uh, Tampit Cider Farm Scrumpy, fresh from the cider farm, and I had a little bit too much of that so I'm now on a delicious decaf Earl Grey to stop my belly going funny. And I'm Alid, and I'm drinking homebrew rhubarb gin. Ooh. Neat. Ho ho. You beast. So, how does it work? This week, Alid and Mike are locked into one of the Infinite Escape Room's many themed escape rooms. They'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. If they don't escape within an hour, then terrible things shall befall them. And if they break anything, they'll lose their deposit. This week in the Infinite Escape Room, you find yourselves in a plain room. Three doors marked one, two, and three adorn a wall in front of you. A couple of chairs sit to your left. And behind you is a small table and a door marked exit. There's a sign on the door saying, well done for solving the blank themed escape room, where blanked is actually just a bit of whiteboard that is blank. You appear to be in some kind of waiting room. There's a clock on the wall and it's counting down from 60. Who knows what will happen when it reaches zero? You'd best escape. What would you like to do first? (laughs) We'd best escape. Can we do the obvious thing first? Can we try the exit door? You uh, you try the exit door, it rattles a little bit, but it does not open. Alad, I was thinking the exact same thing <laughs> as you. I was like, I bet Ben's going to have a load of stuff to distract us. And then he'd be like, oh, the exit door's open the whole time. Ha ha ha, I'm Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. Um, okay, just because the doors one, two, and three are so obvious, can we take a look at the table and chairs? Of course you can. Take a look at the chairs first. Yes, please. The chairs are just sort of bog-standard brown padded chairs, relatively low to the floor and sort of quite comfortable. Although, as you sit down, a large poof of dust emerges from them. There's dust on top. What about underneath? Underneath, it's kind of dusty. You can see that someone has tried to hoover there, but this is still a little bit dusty. Who hoovers under a chair, but not on top of a chair? You didn't say the top was dusty. You just said dust poofed out of it when you sat on it. Ah, okay, fair enough. Going over to the table, there is a little box on the table, and the box has three whimsical padlocks. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there anything else notable about the box? No, just that it has three padlocks locking it shut. And these padlocks, is there anything remarkable about them? No, just that they each require a key. We're in very unfamiliar territory here, Alad. I know. I mean, I don't want to say what's behind door number one, because I'm scared of what the answer might be. (laughs) Can we have a look around the rest of the room, please, Ben? The only thing of note around the rest of the room is, of course, you've got the clock that's counting down from 60, and you also have a poster that says red is right okay oh the clock ben yes has it got a seconds hand as well as a minutes and hours no no it's just uh just a single hand and it's got uh 60 at the top and it's counting anti-clockwise down what color's the hand it is black what color are the numbers are they also black can we take the clock off the wall you can't it's affixed what color is the clock itself the clock is also black how round is the clock it's pretty round color's the face of the clock white is it plastic face or one of those fancy open ones no no plastic is the time right on it no it's counting down from 60 (laughs) you've got about 55 minutes left (laughs) (laughs) okay so we should definitely move on once we've ascertained does it have like an etched back with these numbers on or is it one of those horrible paper inserts it's just a paper insert ah jesus christ leave this piece of shit clock around ben what's behind door number one so you enter door number one you walk into what appears to be a bathroom on the wall in front of you is a plate with an ornate number one on it below the plate are two posters of playing cards on the left hand side is a two of hearts on the right hand side is a seven of diamonds there is a plaque on the two of hearts poster to the left of the room there is a toilet and a mirror and to the right of the room is a bath and a cupboard. What would you like to do? 
Ben, you said there was a plaque under the Two of Hearts uh, poster. There is, yes. Can we take a little looky look at that? Embossed in the in, in the brass plaque is in capitals the word "start." Interesting. Could we push the plaque? Uh, you can indeed. It doesn't move. Good thinking, though. Push start. So we've got the Two of Hearts, Seven of Diamonds. We've got a toilet, and sorry, what else was there? Uh, you've got a toilet. You've got a sink. You've got a bathtub and a cupboard. Okay. What happens if we turn the tap on the bath? Tap on the bath, uh, water comes out. Okay. Flush the toilet? Yeah, you can flush the toilet. Uh, while you're at the toilet, you realise that uh, it's a it's a, a top flush on the cistern. Uh, but you also notice that there are um, there's like a combination lock on the top of the cistern. It contains four wheels, like you'd normally get numbers on, except this has symbols. You've got a triangle, you've got a square, you've got an X, and you've got a zero, or a circle. So a PlayStation controller. This is where we discover that Ben did not realize this was a playstation controllers i'm sure ben i'm sure ben realizes this <gasps> is this a cheat code perhaps um okay so we've got a combination lock on the bog ben can we take a look at the cupboard i figure if we sort of find something which corresponds to these symbols we might uh, have a better <laughs> idea of what's going on so you have a look in the cupboard and it does appear to be unlocked uh, it's a it's a tall cupboard all the way from floor to ceiling it is stacked full of white towels Anything in the towels themselves? You rubbish through a few of them and uh, they don't appear to have anything in them. They just appear to be towels. On the combination lock, Ben, mm -hmm. what's it set to at the moment? It is currently set to all triangle. Can we set it to cross, square, triangle, circle? You certainly can. Nothing seems to happen. Are there three or four wheels on the... Uh, there are four. Four. I was missing a wheel. There we go. Okay. Uh, Can we set it to... Why are you setting it to anything? Is this, is this another adventure of Allard guesses the correct code? <laughs> this is me just, just trying, because I've got the PlayStation controller in front of me, seeing if it corresponds. If it's any consolation, I had forgotten that X was on the PlayStation controller, and I've not picked up a PlayStation controller in years, if that's any help at all. Okay, um, I tell you what, Alad, I get the feeling that there might be things to find in the other rooms that might... Explain it. This. That would make sense, wouldn't so, it? Can, but before we go, there's uh, like one or two things we haven't properly looked at in the room. Can we take a closer look at the sink, please, Ben? So the sink appears to be just a normal sink. You try to turn the tap on, and it's a mixer tap, and it appears to work. Um, and we had these two posters... Um, you the do. Two of Hearts and the Seven of Diamonds. Can we just take a look at them, see, you know, give them a little bit of a tweak aside, maybe check the back just to make sure they're not covering up any massive triangle, circle, X, square combinations? <laughs> no, no, they appear to be fixed to the wall. Okay. Can we? Is it a roll-top bath? Is it a what? Roll-top, as in it's got the four feet and it's like one of those fancy freestanding baths. No, no, it's it's against the wall and sort of um, sealed into the wall. And we can't remove the panel on the side? Uh, no, no. Of to note around the bath is it's got a shower uh, head in it. There is a block of soap down the far end and it's got a very grubby looking shower curtain. Oh. Can we twitch aside said shower curtain? It's sort of dry and crinkly where it's sort of had layers and layers of mould growing through it. You twitch it aside and you just see the other side of the bath or the other side of the curtain. Okay. Could the we have a soap? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Alad. I was going to say the soap. You have read my mind. Could we have a little look at the soap, Ben? Although the shower curtain appears to be very dry, this has got a sludgy feeling on the bottom of it where moisture is sort of collected and sort of just made it sort of very sludgy and soapy. But otherwise, it looks like a fairly ordinary bar of soap. We couldn't take that bar of sludgy soap and like try to clean the shower curtain with it, could we? Uh, you certainly can if you like. You uh, you take the the soap. Would you like to run it under the water to get uh, to get it a bit sort of you know lathered up? Yes, please. Also, you, you uh, run it under the water and you take a scrub at the at the curtain and you can see that layers and layers of grime slowly falling away. You see a a grid pattern behind it. 
Allard, you clever goose. I thought Ben was leading us down shit alley again. Hmm. And there appears to be four symbols on it. A triangle, a square, a circle, and a square. Oh, okay. Cool. Can we set the combination to triangle, square, circle, square? Yeah, that one. You take the cistern off, and inside you find a key. Woohoo! Hey! And, and I guess you wander back out, out to, the, to the waiting room? Yes, and now I have a cunning plan. Are you ready for this, Mike? I, I, I'm, I'm literally on the edge of my seat. The clock, Ben? Yes. <laughs> Can we just physically move the hand back to 60, please? No, there is, there is uh, plastic in the way. Can we break the plastic? If you break the plastic, you will lose your deposit. Darn. Ben, can I eat it? Allard, can I break it? <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, so we have... A, a, what's the key's name? It's just a key. Hmm. Can we stick it in the um, on the box? You uh, you rummage through all of the padlocks, and it does indeed fit one of the padlocks. It clicks off, and you put it onto the table next to the box. Okay. Shall we buck the trend and do room three rather than room two next, just to really spin Ben? Only if I get to announce it, because, you know, it is fun. You absolutely should. Ben, what's behind room number three, please? So, walking into room number three, at first glance appears to be empty. On the far wall is a plate with an ornate number three on it. Below the plate are two posters. Both look like playing cards. On the left is the nine of clubs, and on the right is the four of spades. Oh, goodness. Although that you thought the room was initially empty, you see in the middle of the floor is a dead body. What would you like to do? Right, hold on. Mike, do you want to hear a really far-out theory? Go on. So there was two playing card posters in the first room, and there's yeah. playing cards in the next room, which chances are there'll be playing cards in room number two. Is that your far-out theory? Right, hold on. Wait for this. <laughs> oh, okay. And there's a toilet in room one. What if the, the <laughs> <laughs> What if the cards all together result in a flush? Ah, uh, oh, I see. Do you think Ben's been setting up an el- elaborate pun? Quite possibly. That is the sort of horrible thing he'd do as well. However, the combination of cards we've got at the moment, I think is physically impossible for us to have a flush. Yeah, I'm no good with cards. I just thought of it and thought that would be very <laughs> clever if that was the case. Uh, dead bodies uh, are, are good things. I have been listening to an audiobook on pathology, so I am ready for this one. Let's take a look at El Corpso. Okay, so the corpse, actually now you look at it, doesn't appear to be a dead body at all. It seems to be sort of like one of those Rossessi Annie type dolls. Aww. It is full size though. It appears to be wearing a particularly small hat, a oversized t-shirt and trousers that seem to fit just right. Can we take the hat off? Uh, you can. Uh, underneath is that sort of moulded hair. So it's got a hair effect, but sort of moulded into the head as, as plastic things kind of are sometimes. And it's... Does this one have arms and legs? It does. Is there anything inside the hat, Ben? Uh, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Apart from a little tag that says small. Okay. And it's got the washing instructions, but I, I can't remember what washing instructions look like. So <laughs> How many degrees, Ben? <laughs> You'll have to just make that up. Okay. Um. So the hat was small. The t-shirt you said was quite tight-fitting. Uh, Too large. It was oversized. So we've got small, medium and large, because I'm assuming if we take the t-shirt off, there'll be a label that says large. And on the trousers, there'll be a label that says medium. You are correct indeed. Interesting. Okay. Um. Can we? Uh. Can we open up the chest? Uh, sorry. Open up the. Um. Sorry. Once again, listening to too much pathology. Can we open <laughs> up the shirt to take a look at the chest, please? On the chest, it's just a just a, a sort of a plastic looking chest, rather plain. Got all the the regular features of a chest. And it's a resuscitating Annie doll. Is that kind of style? Yes. Okay. Can I? Do compressions on the chest. You try to do compression, whereas whereas a Sassiani doll has got a sort of a, a cavity that the plastic will press down into. This appears to be uh, completely solid. If I punch it really hard, still the same. You hurt your hand. Okay. 
Um, does is does it have um, going down the the resuscitation doll line? Does it is it one of those ones that's got like an open mouth that you could potentially blow into? It does have an open mouth, although the mouth only goes back maybe about an inch or so. Ah, okay. So it's not it's not one that's kind of like a, a one you could probably poof into then. No, not at all. Hmm. Was there anything else in the room apart from the body? You start looking around the room. the The floor is carpeted, and in the top right hand corner, you see that the carpet is peeling away slightly. Could we um? Can we? Try and peel the carpet back a little bit. You can do. You realise that the carpet is actually only held down with Velcro, which looks like it means that it's uh, supposed to be taken up. The precious deposit. Take off all the carpets. <laughs> so you you begin to peel away the carpet, and roughly where the where the where the body was was being laid, there is a, a recess, and in the recess is a small box. There is three wheels on the box, which each wheel has got uh, the complete alphabet on it. And it's the, the wheels are arranged top to bottom. Gotcha. Can we put SML? Uh, you put SML and nothing happens. Oh, no. Uh, oh, can we try SLM? So small, large, medium. You try SLM, the box clicks open, <sighs> and inside you find a key. Sick. Sharp thinking there, Alad. Um, okay, then. Can we go back to the main room, please, and put our newfound key into the padlock and pop it open? Of course you can. You uh, fiddle around the padlocks and one of them indeed does fit. Uh, you take it off and put it on the table next to the box. Fabulous. Right, Mike, should we do something and really wind Ben up? Who, who, who's editing this one? Is it you or Ben? It's Ben. Right. Should we do something fun? Together, Sh- yeah? Yeah. Okay, so... What are we going to say? Three, I guess, and then what's behind door number two? Right. Like that, maybe? Yeah, on three. Or, or, or do you want to do something more complicated? No, no, just, just nice. What's behind door number two is good. Okay, so... One. One. Two, two, three. three. What's, behind What's behind door, door number, number two? two? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it at my speed, and then you do it at your speed, and then Ben will have both. What's behind door number two? What's behind door number two? You are both going to sound dreadful in the edit. Ben's just going to impersonate one of us and be like, Ben, what is behind the door with two on it? Oh, that was a that was a question, was it? Yeah, Ben, what's behind the door with two on it? So you walk into room number two. We interrupt this episode for a short intermission while Alid sorts out technical difficulties. Who could that be? Sorry, it's me, it's me, it's me. How do you lean on your microphone? Sorry, Ben, would you please regale us with tales of doors and twos? So you go into room number two, and you appear to be in a dining room. In front of you is a plate with an ornate number two on it. Below the plate are two posters that appear to be playing cards. On the left, there is a king of spades, and on the right is an ace of hearts. Below that, there is a fireplace, and in front of you is a table with four chairs. In the far right corner, there appears to be a table, and on the left-hand wall, there is a mirror. What would you like to do? I think we can safely assume by this point, Mike, that the playing cards are red herrings. We've skipped a room. We skipped, we skipped straight to three and they weren't of any use there either. Ah, but what if there's a meta puzzle? What if Sneaky Ben's got some sort of playing card related puzzle within his special box? Mm, oh, well, after... Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, We'll come back ben. to that. Um, what about the fireplace, though? You have a look at the fireplace and it's got a rather ornate looking uh, mantelpiece around it. It's got a marble backing. Uh, the fireplace itself doesn't appear to, to have any wood or anything. It's just a grate that you could light a fire in, should you have the correct fuel and tooling. And if we were to stick our hands up the fireplace... And... Uh, you see that it's boxed off. Okay. Hmm. 
Uh, can we take a look at the table with the four chairs around it, please? In the middle is a uh, vase with daffodils in it. They appear to be fresh. And there are four plates uh, stacked. You didn't say we're in Wales. They have they have daffodils in England as well, Alid. <laughs> Although, ironically, Laura buys them. Like <laughs> Laura definitely not conforming to the stereotype there by buying daffodils <laughs> at literally every opportunity. Um, okay, so daffodils and four plates. Can we take a look at these four plates? So um, the top plate has number one written on it and mm-hmm. has a winter-like scene on it. The the plate down has a number four and that's got a spring scene. The plate below that has a number two and uh, that's an autumn scene. And the plate below that is summer and that's got a number nine. Interesting. Hmm. Alan old chum, thoughts? Could I... So there was four plates? Yes. And they each... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there I go. Right. Four plates, each denoting what seems to be a season. Uh, yes. What were the numbers again? You had one with a winter scene. You had nine with a summer scene. You had two with an autumn scene and a four with a spring scene. So if we went spring, summer, autumn, winter, it would be four, nine, two, one. However, we do need a thing to put these in. Can we take a look, please, at the little table in the corner? You can indeed. It uh, sort of looks like a decorative table. It's quite square, rather large, actually, for a decorative table. And it has a rather frilly-looking tablecloth that reaches the floor. And a doily on top. Got to have a doily. Hmm. Underneath the tablecloth, what will we find? Underneath the tablecloth, you see a safe. The safe requires four digits, and there's a little keypad uh, to input digits. Well, Mike, well, this one's all yours. Oh, thank you. Okay, can we try 4921 to correspond with the uh, the seasons and numbers? You we have? tap 4921 into the combination lock, and the safe opens, and there is a key inside. Whee! Okay, then. Um, let's take that last key, uh, go back to the lobby, and, and pop it on the, the padlock and pop open the padlock. Cool. So you, uh, you pop open the last padlock and pop it onto the table, and uh, you can open up the box. Inside the box is another box. And that has a dial combination lock on it with the numbers 1 through to 13. Perfect. Mike, you were spot on. The cards. The cards! Although, are aces high or low in this scenario, I wonder? Mm, low. Oh. Ooh, is there anything else to see on this box? No. What about the box we just took the box out of? Uh, nope, it's pretty boxy. What number is the clock on? Uh, you have got about 25 minutes left. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you took the opportunity to go away for a cup of tea or something there, Alad. No, the mic fell again. <laughs> okay, so so room one had a two and a seven. Room two had a king and an ace. And room three had a nine and a four. Now, if we temporarily assume that sweets don't matter for the purposes of having a fiddle with the lock... Um, let's see, King is the, the 13th card, I believe, because it goes 10, Jack, ki- Jack Queen, Jack King. Queen King. So, mm. In which case, if it goes from 1 to 13, we can assume that Ace is low. So can we try uh, on the padlock 2-7 from room 1, 13-1 from room 2, and then 9 and 4 from room 3, please? Which direction for each of those would you like to go in? Ah. Oh. I guess it would be... The I mean, order of the portraits, uh, portraits, posters. Yeah, so it would be surely, what, right to two, left to seven. Oh, unless the sweets... Aha! Oh, oh, Allard, have you sussed it as well? Possibly, but you say it. <laughs> oh, it's all right. Oh, I... It's all right, Allard, you, you can have it, you can have it. No, no, you're fine, I do insist. Okay. Um, Red is right, of course. 
the poster we saw when we started. Red is yes. right. That's exactly so. what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I never do that? I need to do that more often. Like when Ben goes like, oh, I need to be like, oh, Ben, I've got the same. <laughs> you say it first. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so it was, let's see. So two was the uh, heart, which is red. Seven was a diamond, which is also red. Um, nine and four are both black. Sorry, uh, clubs and spades are both black. Sorry, they're king, kings and aces. Sorry. Bleh. Bleh. Nine and four, clubs and spades were both black. And then the king and the ace, it was the king of spades and the ace of hearts. So, so that, probably the ace would count then. It's because my entire, my entire thing is um, <laughs> the wrong way around. Because we, because we, because we, because we were shits who did the the room in a slightly wobbly order. Um, my notes don't make sense now. Okay, cool. So, can we turn uh, the dial right to two and then right to seven, then left to thirteen, right to one, left to nine, and then left to four? You can indeed, and the lock pops open. You lift open the lid of the box and inside you find a key. Except the key is set in resin. (laughs) Below the key, in a slightly magnified way, you can see a note. It says, congratulations, you have solved my puzzle. And you see the door of the escape room unlock and you escape. Hooray! Hooray! And there we are. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds and iTunes and also at our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could give us a rating and a review on iTunes or Facebook as it's a massive help in reaching new audiences. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you next time in another Infinite Escape Room. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Holding music credits, local forecast, Kevin McLeod, incompetent.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. This week, Alan's track is just him <laughs> having the consumption and then fiddling with himself under the desk.